welcome back to Quid Pros Quo. This week, I will be um, guiding our conversation on this concept of the mother work. Um, yeah, so, Rin, because I know that this is something that has mostly been something I'm familiar with, I just wanted to give a little bit of, like, background just to orient ourselves. Yes, please because do. Because this is not my original thought mm-hmm. at all. Um, I first heard about this currently nebulous concept of the mother work from listening to a different writing podcast. Oh, we love that. It, I, I really do. <laughs> so I was listening to No Right Way, which is something that Victoria Schwab has run. Um, I think in 2019, maybe it was 2020. I honestly don't remember, but not a current thing. But I, one of the episodes, um, she, in each one, she's been bringing on different um, writers, and then they just have a conversation about, um, like, how they've gotten into writing and just like different things, um, different subjects. But um, on one of them, she's talking to this writer, um, Sarah Maria Griffin, and they were talking together. And they just started talking about this thing called the mother work. And I was like, well, that, like, it sounds like something that you could probably, like, guess at the meaning. But as they were talking, it just really resonated with me. Um, The concept basically goes that, um, you know, you might get, like, obsessed with something for a while and just consume it on repeat or you might have something else where you you just always like return to it but basically it's this piece of media that in some way has impacted you over maybe a long time um on like some some level even if it's not like this deeply touched you you know yeah you're still like always like maybe not always desiring it or whatever, Mm -hmm. but, you know, it's like, it has a regular importance in your life and it definitely maybe like influences you to some degree, but basically the mother work is this piece of media that like is really prominent in your life that maybe, um, is like influences you in your creative process or like the random elements of it become ingredients in what creative works you are producing. Interesting. Does that make sense? That makes sense to me. So if I can restate what you're saying, it's this piece of media that you consume and then as you create, it comes out in like small pieces. Yes, it definitely, it contributes to your creativity, your creative process, your creative works. Um, It doesn't necessarily, it's not really the same thing as, um, you know, like if you're writing something based on X myth or X legend, like that's not really the same, the same thing because like, you know, that would be kind of like, I don't want to say copying because I feel like that's like not it, but you know, like it's not like... It's using work inspired by something else, but the mother work is on a deeper level than that. Yeah, it's like, well, I mean, if you think of like a mother 
figure. Um, you know, traditionally he might associate a mother with like birth, and it's not like this mother work has like created your yeah. own work, but it directly contributes to that process of like gestation of your work. Yeah, which That's I think so kind of like makes more sense than just saying it influenced you. You know, yeah, like absolutely. It was an integral part of the process. Whether or not people who like look at your work can tell mm-hmm. what went into it, it still went into it and it like helped you. So it yeah. doesn't necessarily have to be like, here's this overt reference to this thing that I think is like a mother work in my life, and then people recognize that. Yeah, like, it's it more subtle. Yeah, usually. Well, I mean, I can't really say usually, right? <laughs> There's yeah. so many different ways to go about it, but I feel like it might, as you just said, be more subtle. I don't know. What do you think about that? Have you seen I that think, working in your own processes? Like, so last week I promised I would do some homework to like try and figure out what my mother work was, and I've been thinking about it all week, and I can't figure out exactly what it is because I definitely have pieces of media that I return to frequently. Mm-hmm. Like Stargirl by Jerry Spinelli, which I mentioned last week is my favorite book of all time, or maybe like the movie Mama Mia. Like such a good comfort movie for me. Or maybe even like Pride and Prejudice, both the book and the movies. But I'm like, what truly influences all my writing? Because one of my books and one of my book series now that I'm working on is an Alice in Wonderland inspired thing. But as you were saying, that doesn't like qualifies some other work almost it qualifies as like an inspiration piece you probably wouldn't say oh yeah alice in wonderland is like my repeat read that i feel like recharges my creative energy and it just like gets translated into whatever i do it kind of like permeates my Mm -hmm. creative process i don't think that that yeah that's something you would say about alice in wonderland no but it's definitely like I don't know, like, like you're retelling a story, kind of. You're putting yeah. your own spin on it. So I do think that is separate, but yeah. I mean, you are also, like, there's no strict rules about mother works yeah. either, which is the other thing. Like, you could have more than one. You could go through phases of life where at different points it's a different thing for you, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I think on the podcast I was listening to, the examples that these two women gave were... Howl's Moving Castle. Oh my gosh, what a good book. Yeah, right? Oh my gosh. A great Ghibli movie, too. Yeah. And the other one was The Princess Bride. Also amazing. Yeah, and so I was like, okay, like, I can, like, I wasn't able to be like, okay, yeah, I can see how that influences your work, but I was yeah. like, you know what, those those things make sense to me as being Mother Works two people mm-hmm. yeah let's see what is an example of a mother work in your own life if you can think of one? Oh my gosh easily easily um swan lake now oh, yeah. this obviously like you know there's like a million adaptations, like, adaptations or whatever but um i've loved and studied the ballet itself um i grew up on those like Barbie ballet movies where yes. Swan Lake was one of those. Um, you know, I have watched The Swan Princess, even though I wouldn't really consider that part of this mother work 
nebula of Swan Lake. Portfolio, Exactly, maybe. yeah. But anyways, yeah, just even, like, looking at, like, the history of it and how it was, like, conceptualized in the first place yeah. and the way that the ballet was first received. Like, all of this information, even though I wouldn't necessarily say it's all, like, one piece of media, but it's just, like, everything that comes with, like, watching Swan Lake, to me, mm -hmm. like, you know, it's related to all these other things, and then together, all of this is just, like, I don't know. Yeah. It, it really, I don't know, I think it drives me creatively, which... Yeah, for real. I don't know. I, I can't easily identify another thing yeah. that's been, like, so grounding to me as, mm -hmm. like, an artist. Yeah. You know, but that's definitely... I guess my next question is then, what, did you know as soon as they introduced this concept of the mother work that Swan Lake was your mother work, or did you have to like, take time and mull it over? I definitely mulled it over a bit because at the time, I would always listen to this podcast when I was going to the gym. And mm -hmm. so I was like mindlessly like doing whatever and then like focusing on what words I was like hearing. But I definitely, it definitely stuck with me. And I think that later on that evening, mm -hmm. I was like, it's probably Swan Lake, but like, I'll just really think about it just in case it isn't. Yeah. But you know what? The fact that I like turned to Swan Lake <laughs> immediately, I was like, okay, well, that's probably... Yeah. This probably is, and you know, I'm not like, oh, this is my only thing mm -hmm. that has to be, like, influential to how I create, but yeah, it's definitely center stage for now. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. I'm still trying to think of, like, my mother work. I don't know if I'm going to find it by the end of this podcast episode, because we are ten minutes in, which means we have five minutes left to talk. That's um, true. And finding a, something so influential in such a short time, especially, like, given the, like, mass amounts of media we consume, which is a topic for a whole nother podcast, because these days we're just consuming all the time, all the time. Um, yeah, I don't know if I'm going to find it by then, but maybe we can do a follow-up episode on, when, on when, where we expand on our mother works. That's true. We can expand and, like, talk more about mm -hmm. You know, and if you found you one them in your own writing, because now that you say Swan Lake, it, reminds, it makes me think of the piece you were having us read for a writing group, and you were talking about how I was very much inspired by like ballet and like Eastern European literature. That's so. true. Um, yeah, I mean that one. I'm definitely. I definitely feel like Swan Lake probably influenced me there creatively. Um, mm -hmm. I mean, when I was looking at storytelling devices, I might be turning to other ballets, you know? Yeah. But um, I definitely feel like the arc of Swan Lake, or just like the feelings that I personally get, like listening to the music or watching the dance, yeah. like just manifests in how I think about writing exactly. that work, which is so bizarre to think about. But as soon as I like heard about like this concept of the mother work, I was like, that makes so much sense to me. Yeah. Yeah. I can so, I can totally see how it like resonated with you. Like it resonates with me. I'm just like Yeah. Well, okay. Just don't so even know even where to begin. If you can't like identify something right now, which is okay because I also feel like just because the concept exists and works for some people doesn't mean it's everybody's like, you know, so yeah. obvious or like yeah. overt. But have you seen um just like in your own 
writing experience, even if you can't identify a like mother work in particular, have you seen the idea like work in your creative process? Can you restate the question? Like, what do yes. you mean by work in the creative process? So, like, I don't know. Like, have you been like, I don't know. Like, as you create, because like you've written a lot of things over the course of your life. Yes. And you know whether like an idea like generation or like physically going through like the writing process or even in just like mulling over like things that you're like thinking about writing like yeah I don't know can you like pinpoint any times where you might feel like influenced by something else or maybe you were invigorated to create something by like viewing or consuming a piece of media okay I think I got it I have always been super into fairy tales. From what you've read of my work, like, you've probably seen that, like, my Alice in Wonderland book, All Hail the Queen of Hearts, out now, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> um, All Hail the Queen of Hearts, the prequel that I'm working on for All Hail the Queen of Hearts is NaNoWriMo, which our next episode will be on how to prep for NaNoWriMo. Um, but just fairy tales in general, like, my current right is... Somewhere between Rapunzel and Sleeping Beauty. I have a like gender bent flipped Little Mermaid retelling that has not seen much of the light of day, but it will definitely get there. Um, yeah, I just see fairy tales popping up in my work, even in the ones that aren't like specifically a retelling of a fairy tale, like my work The Roses that you're reading right now. It's, like, not exactly Rapunzel and not exactly Sleeping Beauty, but it has elements of both of those. Yeah, there are definitely elements in there. Absolutely. So, yeah, I would say maybe Grimm's Fairy Tales, though I have to say my favorite fairy tale that I think about on a semi-regular basis is East of the Sun, West of the Moon. I believe it's Norwegian, but it's, like, kind of their version of Beauty and the Beast. But I think about it a lot, and I would love to do a retelling of it, because... I was just obsessed with that fairy tale as a young child. I did, like, school projects on it. Like, I can see that potentially being my mother work. Potentially. Yeah. And fear not, because you can have many mother works. In I love that. Over, the, over your career of writing, even if it's not career, you know. Like, over yeah. all the time that over you spend your creating and whatever. Like, yeah. You can have many and there's no problem with that but yeah I would just say though that like discovering that this was a concept and having that make sense to me and then thinking about it and thinking about like what that could be in my own life um just put me in even more of a creative space yeah like it it just like pushed me to just think about creating in a different way which was awesome yeah so if you ever get the time to ruminate more you know I think it can definitely spark some creation or just some overall like thinking about the creative process that can be helpful yeah just to frame your I completely agree artistic experience yeah Yeah. I think that about wraps up our time do you have any final words I do not, other than I would, too, recommend this other podcast, No Right Way. 
no right way. Okay, thanks everyone for listening. Uh, next week we're going to be talking about about NaNoWriMo prep. So look out for that because November is right around the corner. Yeah, and the way our posting schedule works out, I might be posting the first day of November, which is a little late to start prep, but then again, it's never too late to start being creative. Okay. So true. <laughs> okay, have a good day, everyone.